This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Well, we have a post-Thanksgiving Masculine Journey Mystery Reveal Show. (laughs) (laughs) If that confuses you, that's because we're all very confused. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) The idea was, we're all pretty excited about this Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. about thinking, you know, in our hearts, what we were thankful to God for as far as our masculine journey. And so we thought it'd be fun if everybody took and kept that to themselves, created a clip to make that impact, and then share it without us doing any prep whatsoever for the show to know where we were going. It's just to see where God would take us. So, And then we actually prayed through listening prayer, who should go first? God said Rodney. So Rodney is going to share. There you go. Welcome to Potluck Surprise. We could so, have three coleslaws. Yeah. And so no chicken. The first thing, first thing we found out was that we all interpreted what the actual instructions were for the homework and in the pre-show. It was like, I think we all took away something a little different on what we're supposed to do for today. But my topic I came up with was being used by God. And the clip that I'm using in the movie that I'm using is Hacksaw Ridge. Um, This clip is Desmond Doss at his hearing and he's, basically you know saying i'm not going to use a weapon i don't want to use a weapon so he's defying orders and the army usually doesn't like people who defy orders right you gotta do what they say so he's in there on trial his father comes in and saves him uh which is what our heavenly father gets to do for us and then they read the orders and basically the last clip is the little bit of him you know at the end getting to do what god wanted to work through him at the end. Here we go. This is a hearing into the matter of Private Desmond Doss. The charge is disobeying a series of direct orders from his commanding officer. How says the defendant? Private Doss wishes to enter a not guilty plea. Your Honor, Private Doss waves his morality at us like it's some kind of badge of honor. He flaunts his contempt by directly disobeying a series of direct orders from his commanding officer. When the very best of our young men are sacrificing their lives, there is only one question that any military court need ask of the accused. Do you deny disobeying Colonel Sangston's direct orders? No, sir, I don't. Why are you contesting it, then? Why is it so important to you, given your refusal to even touch a weapon to serve in a combat unit? Because when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, I took it personal. Everyone I knew was on fire to join up, including me. There were two men in my hometown. Declared 4F unfit, they killed themselves because they couldn't serve. I had a job in a defense plan. I could have taken a deferment, but that ain't right. It isn't right that other men should fight and die, that I would just be sitting at home safe. I need to serve. I got the energy and the passion to serve as a medic. Right in the middle with the other guys. No less danger, just while everybody else is taking life, I'm going to be saving it. 
With the world so set on tearing itself apart, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing to me to want to put a little bit of it back together. Sorry, sir. Nobody's allowed to No, go. you don't understand. My son is the defendant. I understand, sir, but nobody's allowed I have information. While the sentiments expressed are laudable, the facts of the charge seem incontestable, so... What's going on out there? I didn't go. That's a Greek war uniform. It is, sir. Sir, I need to show you this. With respect, sir, let me have the letter. The defendant's rights as a conscientious objector are protected by an act of Congress, and he cannot be compelled to waive those rights. That includes, in this case, he's disobeying orders to bear arms. Signed, Brigadier General Musgrove, War Services Commander, Washington, D.C. Colonel? I withdraw the charges, sir. Then this case is dismissed. Rodney, how cool you! I, I really do think it, it. It, you know, that's it's an amazing thing that God could use us. You know, here in the masculine journey. Well, that's what led me to this topic was <clears throat> you and your brother when we had our listening prayer, and I was specifically asking, you know, for the guys in my group, is there something you have for them? And he had something for your brother, and I shared that and. He was so thankful. You've been so thankful. And that really did as much for me in my heart as it did for your brother, just knowing that I could be used by God in some way. And that was the most recent time. And it was in this masculine journey and it's in these boot camps. And you see it all throughout the boot camp where other men are working to help other men, however God's wielding them to. And it was just amazing all weekend just to see that happening in the boot camp. And we see it happening within our band of brothers all the time. So to me, it was just natural to, to go in this direction. And Sam, you know, you saw that today with a good friend of yours on our podcast. Yeah, I actually got a, a voicemail and then I talked to my friend that he listened to the New Name podcast. And, and Robbie, he was talking about when you shared your perspective on how do you attack, in your case, the name Faithful, right? You do that with betrayal. And the name that God had given him was Redeemed. And so he asked God after listening to podcasts, you know, how do you attack that? And he said, you know, God told him through shame. And then it really became clear to him how the enemy had been attacking him with shame over the years going right after that name. And so it was pretty cool to have somebody I worked with a few years ago that's in another state reach out because of the, the ministry that God allows us to be a part of. Yeah, it's mind-blowing. So, Andy, I mean, excuse me, Jim, it is you're up. 
and you know where where did god have you go uh somewhere weird which is normal for me <laughs> uh the clip i'm using is the shack and before all the religious folks turn off the radio because of that devil worship horrible movie that had uh, great ratings by the people that saw it and really awful ratings by the uh uh folks that critic it that critique it critics that's the word i'm looking for the critics didn't like it people did uh but i'm going to use a lot of scripture later so just hold on to it if you're really religious and we'll get there but this is about relationship and the background of this is god sent god sends a letter to mac and you'll hear that in the first part of the clip which is an invitation to return to the scene where his daughter was brutally murdered. And other than a few one-liners, most of this conversation is between Mac and God. And what's going to be confusing is God has four different voices, two of them male, two of them female, which is why it came under a good bit of attack. But don't get up hung up on that. Just listen to what God is saying. Where's the seat? This way! You're not thinking about going back there, are you? It's crazy, but I gotta do something. We've lost so much already. I don't want to lose you, too. Got a fire going inside if you want to warm up. I know someone would love to see you. We're so happy you accepted our invitation. Morning, Mac. I understand. It's confusing. Do I know you? Not very well. Are you saying that you're God? I am. Am I dead? Do you feel dead? He's having a hard time believing this is real. Why did you bring me back here? Here's where you got stuck. Keep your eyes on me. Where were you when I needed you? We were there together. Keep your eyes on me. There's no easy answer that'll take your pain away. When it hurts too much. We're on a healing trail to bring closure to this part of your journey. <laughs> Good. Let the healing waters flow. Doesn't matter what you're going through, you never have to do it alone. And my theme was generally Thanksgiving. It's masculine, or if you're not masculine, this can be feminine. But it is understanding that we need to give thanks in the pain. And uh, God sort of messed with me a little today, and so he sent me here at a very painful drive over. Uh, I had to work on being thankful for the traffic, and it didn't work very well. And also, I might be getting a little sick, but all that aside, we have opportunities to be thankful to God during our pain. And, I, and looking for a movie clip for this, it was very hard to find anything that related those two, thankfulness and pain. But the Bible is much easier, so I had a few verses I wanted to share. Um, the first one is in Job, with the verses being 13, 13, and beyond, so that's <laughs> kind of interesting. But it's, be silent and let me speak, then let come to me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and take my life in my hands? Even if he slays me, I will wait for him. 
I will surely defend my ways before him. This, too, will be my salvation, for no godless can come before him. And Job, we hear about how patient he was. He really wasn't that patient. He was not a real happy camper Mm. during all the suffering he did. That's not his long suit, but faith and trust in God was. And arguably, arguably, he's one of the most afflicted men of the Bible, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And those are all can all be painful, and we have to look at those. And if you don't know the end of the story, you can read the last couple of chapters of Job. But he ends up by saying, So Adonai blessed Job's latter days more than at his beginning. Yeah, and I think that clearly... Anybody that sits through a few wound talks, Sam, they, they're going to be giving thanks through the pain. And, and you may want to sign up for one of these and be thankful by going to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, April 2nd through the 5th. Next boot camp coming up. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. This is our Thanksgiving, even though it may be a couple days afterwards. And Jim, you got 15 more seconds to share. And I mean 15, I'm counting them off. When I I looked at this topic of pain, I really looked at the guys I work with, and all of them have more reason to be doing this talk than I did. But my greatest growth has come during times of pain. And I loved one of the lines in this movie, and this is it. And this is God talking to 
the fellow that it does end up being redeemed. He says, when all you see is your pain, you lose sight of me. So we need to be watching God. There you go, Andy. Amen. It's your turn, buddy. Oh, it's already? <clears throat> yes. So uh, being the maverick that I am, I didn't submit one clip. I submitted two. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the first one, though, just to set before I set the second one up. The first one I was going to talk about was just everybody's probably seen it, the Meet the Parents, the prayer at Thanksgiving, and Greg prays, and it's uh, it's just hilarious. There wasn't really anything to be thankful about the um about the masculine journey except i don't necessarily feel like i'm that guy anymore um it's kind of a, you know it's a it's meant to be uh, speaking about his pose and and it's definitely not something but it is a hilarious thanksgiving movie so i was kind of looking in the thanksgiving vein and really was looking for something that just kind of caught me and i knew that this father idea of the intimacy of the father i mean i spoke at it at boot camp, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So I ran onto a clip from Prince of Egypt, and I had actually spoken about Moses um, and how he was an orphan and how he became fathered by God on the backside of the desert. This clip talks a little bit more about that. Actually, I never had seen this in Prince of Egypt, but it talks about when Moses uh, left Egypt um, after he had killed the guy and gotten in trouble and he was running. He ran and he did a he saved um, uh, I guess it's uh, Raul's uh, daughter uh, I think his name is Jethro but he he saved her uh, his daughter and when he did he didn't really think that much about it but that was a step in the right direction of him being fathered by God to be a deliverer and so this is a little bit about the setup right after that happened and his interaction with Jethro and then I'll talk about it on the other side. My children, let us give thanks for this bountiful food. And let us also give thanks for the presence of this brave young man whom we honor here tonight. Please, sir, I wish you wouldn't. I've done nothing in my life worth honoring. First you rescue Zipporah from Egypt. Then you defend my younger daughters from brigands. You think that is nothing? It seems you do not know what is worthy of honor. A single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shine, can never see its purpose in the pattern of the grand design. And the stone that sits on the very top of the mountain's mighty face doesn't think it's more important than the stones that form the base. Must look at your life. Look at your life through heaven's eyes. So how do you like that for a potluck surprise? A little <laughs> musical action there for you, but guys. That's been longer than Robbie. <laughs> I know it's like it's not camp rock, but it is somewhere in that vein, but <laughs> But no, I, it was really cool to me because I had had that topic. I mean, I shared that with some of the guys, how I felt like God had given me that um, this year, particularly for the boot camp about just, you know, a lot of us live as orphans. We um, don't have a father in our lives. We live that way. And really, Moses, to that point, hadn't had a father in his life. Shortly after that, he meets Jethro. 
And then, you know, he meets God in the burning bush, but the fatherhood and the intimacy of the father, aside from the mission, which is the mission is so important, like what Rodney was talking about, but it's just the intimacy that's foundational. If you go back and look at most of the stories in the Bible, there was a time when somebody found God before they went out and did anything. They took time to really get to know their father. And I was so thankful for that for this year. I kind of wish God would have given me more something like that as my word for the year. But, you know, they all kind of work. My, my word was health. But, you know, there is health in knowing God as your father. And it's been an exciting time. I feel like I've really gone deeper in this. And I think it's more of preparation for the mission in, fu- in the future. Yeah, but it's just, it's just an exciting time to be thankful for something like that because it's core to who I am now. That is really cool how Jethro really was, you know, orchestrated into Moses' life to take on that. that that's right. really beautiful. You know, you remember Jethro was the one that, you know, when Moses yeah. couldn't handle everything, he broke them up into more manageable right. um, groups. So it was that's, really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Sam? That also explains why there had to be singing because it was orchestrated. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's true. Now, were some of the groups Ellie May and Ron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> My clip is an oldie but goodie. It's one that just always moves me, and it's from John Lynch, and it's from a talk he did to the navigators called The Two Roads. And in this talk, he talks about coming to a crossroad, and one road leads off in pleasing God, and the other road leads off into trusting God. And at first he goes down the road of pleasing God, which was a works-based, kind of thing and found that there wasn't really the life in God that he was looking for. So he went backtracked and went down the road of trusting God and he ends up in this room. And as he talks about, he's getting ready to go out of the room and he'll talk about meeting with Jesus. And what he talks about, Jesus being on the other side, what he's talking about there is a belief that I was brought up believing that our sin keeps us from being in unity with God. You know, and, and we can't go anywhere where Jesus isn't going to meet us there. And this is a really, really great clip on God's grace. And it's a funny clip, but it makes the point of how much Jesus loves us and wants to pursue us. And so I think back again of the banner on the back wall in the room of grace, standing with my God, with my sin in front of us, working on it together. See, all this time I thought that he was over there. I used to write a journal, and I stopped doing it because I couldn't take it anymore, all the self-deprecation and beating myself up. But what if, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, what if he was never over there? What if Jesus Christ walked all the way around and walked up to me and grabbed my shoulders and looked into my face and put his hands on my face and stroked my hair and says, I know, I know, I love you so much. I'm crazy about you. And I know all the stuff. And I'm not ashamed. I've known from before the world began and nothing you can do can make me love you more and nothing will ever make me love you less. I'm crazy about you. And what if he puts his arm around me and we look at my sin together? He would say, that is a lot of sin. 
my, my, my. <laughs> and we'll work on it when you're ready, kid. I got you covered. I've known all about it from before the world began. My shed blood is that powerful. I'm crazy about you. Yeah, that's, that's beyond powerful. And, you know, that's, that's meaningful in all our lives and certainly something that, you know, without that, none of us get anywhere, right, Sam? Yeah, it, it's a reminder that my relationship with God is not based on how good I can be. It's based on my love of Him and my desire to become a different man through Him, to move, yes, repent from my sin and move past my sin, but that He's there with me all along the way, loving me through it. Totally, totally different than what I was brought up and what a game changer for me personally. Yeah, now moving on, I get to go last, and I don't have much, enough time to play my whole clip, which is fine, because I just really like the last, the, the very beginning of it just says it all, because my clip comes from the Dirty Dozen. A and if you uh, listen carefully, it talks about these men that were selected that were rapists and murderers and, and all these guys that just wouldn't make it on the church list of deacons. And, and when you sit around this room here with us, ex-porno freaks <laughs> but, you know all the different characters you know that that are in this group i'm just saying you know you when you look up good christian man you don't find these pictures I, i'm just saying it's more like this group major Reisman, you are ordered by allied command to select 12 general prisoners convicted by courts martial and sentenced to be executed or serve lengthy prison terms for murder rape robbery and other crimes of violence and you will deliver them secretly behind enemy lines in france to undertake a mission of sabotage that could change the course of the war the 12 men will be known as the dirty dozen uh, the rest of the clip would go on to show you how that major pushes these guys outside of their comfort zones in order to be more than they thought they could be but they also because of a shared mission you know, go on to actually to find their glory in life and be able to work. And, and that's kind of what Jesus has done with us, really. And I was thinking about this. I thought about it for two days. If you took this group, there, at, at the church I'm a member of, not one of us would qualify to be a deacon. Not one of us. Because you, know, you can't be a man of more than one. I mean, all of us that are divorced, all of us have all the shenanigans. The only one that might make it would be Harold. But, you know, as soon as they find out he shoots out tires and stuff, you know, he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be out. But yet in spite of, you know, what we really are when we take off all the masks and stuff, God still gives us a shared mission to go on on this together and the kind of bond that it's like – I know how many men have the friendships that, that we have. And I mean, I'm just really, really, really thankful for the Band of Brothers. So, Amen. Sam, thank you, buddy, for all this. Yeah. Rodney? Love y'all. <laughs> so there you have Thanksgiving potluck. <laughs> we did get a little chicken and, you know, some spicy. <laughs> and most of us have pots. <laughs> Remember, you know. That? If you're feeling like one of the dirty dozen and you're like, I don't qualify, well, you just might be uniquely qualified for the dirty dozen here, right? And just remember to tell somebody you're thankful. 
<laughs> Go to masculinejourneyradio.org. we got a boot camp coming up April 2nd through the 5th. We would love to see you there. Thanks for listening. <laughs>